Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation. First and Ten, your weekly uh, go-to for Raiders news and analysis. Uh, before we bring in our great co-host, uh, Sam Gordon, just want to remind everybody uh, that all the Vegas Nation podcasts are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Blue Wire, and Liquid Death. Without further ado, I'm going to welcome in my co-host, Sam Gordon, also from Vegas Nation and the Las Vegas Review-Journal. What's happening, Vinny? How you doing? Uh, first and foremost, happy Tuesday. Great to be back on the show. Uh, off-season mode, right? This is our first week where we're not actually talking about a football game in like six months, so... Things are moving fast, and we're trying to stay on top of it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And even though we're not talking specifically about a football game, uh, there's still a lot of football to talk about. And, uh, I mean, literally, right, around, right a week from now, I'll be in Indianapolis uh, for the scouting combine. Um, it, it happens fast. It moves fast. Uh, so uh, a big part of the draft process um, will be underway next week in Indianapolis. And, and really, you know, Sam, when you think about it, you know, for the Raiders uh, – it's all tied in right now to the quarterback and who the quarterback is going to be. And I was just listening to uh, the podcast with uh, uh, Taylor Lewen and uh, Will Compton, Bustin' with the Boys, uh, a really good uh, episode. They had Dave Ziegler, uh, the Raiders general manager, uh, on the podcast. I was literally just wrapping it up. And uh, for the second time, I listened to it twice um, and hearing Dave talk about the quarterback position. And, and, and one thing that he said was, you know, finding that answer to replace Derek Carr, uh, it might not happen immediately. It might not happen in 2023. And, and you know, kind of glad he said that because uh, it's consistent with the reporting uh, that we've been doing from the very beginning. I think everyone sort of assumed, Sam, that uh, there was a cause and effect, a direct cause and effect. Get rid of Derek Carr for this specific quarterback. And it was never, ever um, – you know, that way, it will, getting rid of Derek Carr, moving on from Derek Carr um, was not predicated or based on um, who the replacement was going to be immediately. Uh, it was moving on from Derek Carr, now figuring out what to do at quarterback among a bunch of different scenarios, a, b- a bunch of different plans. And I think if to sum it up, they basically decided, look, um, we don't feel like we're getting championship level uh, quarterback play, championship level quarterback play, and we're not going to pay championship level money, $40 million that would have become uh, due on February 15th, um, unless we feel like we're getting championship uh, level quarterback play. So that was the decision that they made on Derek Carr. It wasn't predicated on oh, Tom Brady is going to be the replacement or Aaron Rodgers is going to be the replacement or that guy's going to, they're, they're going to consider all of those things as they uh, would have uh, with Tom Brady had he still continued to play and be- become a free agent. But th- it wasn't predicated on anything specific. Well, I mean, it, yeah, and it goes to, it, it, it's kind of, I mean, we've talked through the various quarterback scenarios, you know, in the last few weeks on the podcast as the Derek Carr situation and his release kind of crystallized and as the trade market, um, or lack thereof crystallized and lo and behold now they're in a position where they have to decide a new quarterback or they have to pick a, a not necessarily a new quarterback right but a start, they're, they're, you're gonna have a different starting quarterback in 2023 that much is clear and, right. and hearing Dave Ziegler's remarks you know what that tells me Vinny or it tells me to a certain degree is that you know Aaron Rodgers uh, that, 
let's pop the brakes there. And and and, and you kind of touched on that, like you said, consistent with the reporting that you've had. And we've discussed the Aaron Rodgers possibility and also have discussed what it would require to, to, to acquire somebody like Aaron Rodgers and with where, where he's at in the stage of his career with the holes on the roster elsewhere. You're not winning the Super Bowl this season. It's just not happening regardless of the quarterback position, where they're at. There's too many holes holes on the roster. So with 11 draft picks, with a lot of cap space now because of Derek Carr's release, uh, you get to focus on showing up other parts of the roster if you don't delegate that money to a high-priced quarterback. And maybe the long-term answer is somebody that's in 2024. So I, I I hear what Dave Ziegler is saying, and I think you know in in so many ways that that's what that jumps out to me. That's what that says is, hey, Aaron Rodgers, there, there's upside there, but do you want to really give up draft capital and pay him a premium when we saw declining play in 2022, and uh, given that he's going to be 40 years old this year? So. Uh, I, and, you know, like we discussed last week, Vinny, the, the, the possibility of a, of a short term of a stop, quote unquote, stopgap like a Jared Stidham uh, who could bridge into a younger quarterback. So there are I, I understand the mentality here. Right. There there are a lot of holes on this roster and there is merit to building out a really good team that a quarterback of the future can step into and start winning day one as opposed to scrambling maybe because you don't have a replacement for Derek Carr right now. So I completely hear what he's saying. And again, we've talked about a number of scenarios, and and this is one that I think we entertained uh, last week that, again, Dave Ziegler is is in so many ways backing with his recent comments. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, I I know when I kind of tweeted this uh, earlier today, um, you know, that it, what I just said, you know, it wasn't predicated on, on an immediate re, you know, or tied into any specific, uh, immediate replacement. And, you know, some of the, some of the responses, oh, so there's no plan. And, and there is a plan. One of the, and, and part of that plan was not spending the kind of money, uh, on the, on a quarterback that they didn't feel, um, you know, was, was, was going to be the guy moving forward. Um, and, and, and it wasn't, they weren't going to, sp- they, they weren't and aren't going to spend at quarterback, whether it's in draft capital uh, or draft capital and salary in, in the case of an Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying that they, they wouldn't do that, but they're going to be very cautious in how they do it because they don't want to sabotage their, their overall right now at quarterback. They're not going to sabotage immediate, dividends for at the expense of long range um, objectives. Right. Um, and, and so they're going to be very careful as they proceed at quarterback first and foremost, what they, I mean, you know, for them, they hope that it all lines up perfectly. You're building your roster and bringing along a young quarterback. And then, you know, uh, uh, down the road a year or two, it all kind of comes together. You know, you've got a great defense. You've got a great offense. You've got an airtight uh, roster with a championship caliber offensive line. Ideally, all of that comes into focus beginning this year. But there's no guarantees that that's going to happen. And they're not going to... Um, be in a position where they feel like they have to uh, push it at quarterback, even on somebody that they don't feel all that great about, uh, whether it's trading up or you know using the seventh pick of the draft or using the seventh pick of the draft to go trade for an Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to um, waste valuable assets, valuable money. Unless it's the guy that they truly think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, and 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 again, when you talk about an Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, again, we we've discussed the upside. 
He's 40. He's going to be 40 this year. When you talk about a Jimmy Garoppolo, I think in the immediate short term, he can be a floor raiser, make you more competitive this year. But he's going to have other suitors. And to, if there's a certain price point, you're not going to want to go past with Jimmy Garoppolo. So maybe that was a situation a few weeks ago that looked you know, plausible. But with the, the, the suitors that he's expected to have with a potential price point, how much sense does that make? My question is, Vinny, Given that there are a couple guys that are in the primes of their careers, being a Devontae Adams, potentially a Josh Jacobs, because there's a franchise tag situation as of today. Players are eligible to be tagged. There's a window there. We know how Josh Jacobs feels about wanting to be here, playing under the franchise tag. That's for those two parties to work out. But that, with that being said, I, I bring those guys up just as an example. Those guys are in the primes of their career, right? How? What does this mean for – those particular guys, is there any implications whatsoever? Or is this does this thing continue to build independently of where other players are on the roster? And I can't sit here and say that it wouldn't. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, you know, I've done some poking around, and I think that there's – I think that it would be safe to say that um, they're keeping a watchful sure. eye, uh, both of those players, on what's going to happen next at, at quarterback, you know, as, as you just mentioned, especially a guy like Devonte, these are valuable years for him. You know, he's not getting any younger. It's, 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 it's getting old from this point. He's already 30, what, 30, yeah. 30 31 years old. Um, so he wants to maximize, you know, these, these years of his career. It's one thing getting paid, which he is. And um, you know, that, that, that's great, but he also has goals and objectives, career goals and objectives, um, and part of which as a wide receiver, we all know, um, is, is tied into who the quarterback is, yeah. right? Um, you know, so he's going to have some expectations and he's going to have, I wouldn't say demands, but he's going to keep a watchful eye on this. And if something, if it's not jiving with, you know, what, what his timeline is, then I think there would be conversations that there would have mm -hmm. to be, uh, you know, along those lines. And I would respect uh, you know, Devonte Adams for doing that. He should, he should look out, you know, for himself. And, and I'm, I'm not sitting here saying that he's going to demand a trade or anything like that, but I would be curious. Let's sure. put it this way. I, I would be curious to see how the Raiders might handle a situation like that. If, you know, because it, he, he, he's a guy that I know they want to do right yep. by. Um, and, and, you know, first and foremost, doing right by him um, would mean him staying here in Las Vegas and the Raiders winning championships and building a championship caliber team around him and, you know, all of that. But it might not, that might not be um, possible with the, with the current, you know, timeline and with what their plan might end up being at quarterback. So if you're the Raiders, would you even enter, would you entertain something like that? Where I think I know, I, you know where I'm headed with this, where you say to him, look, if you want to move on, do you want to talk about this? Do you want to talk about, you know, uh, moving on? Because I would imagine that there's a there's a market out there for Devontae Adams. I would say there's certainly a market. I would imagine there's a market for him as well. Vinny. just, I mean, when we take a look at how receivers in the right situations can make up, what kind of impact they make up, um, he's no longer the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. So from a contract standpoint, you, you, what, there's two years left guaranteed. Um, yeah, I'm sure there'd be a ton of suitors for him. He still was, he was a first team all pro at 30, like you said, right? He, he is aging, but he's not old. He's that's not there yet. He still, I believe, has elite level football left in him. And if the Raiders are kind of pivoting 
and and looking out from more of a long range perspective, well, you, there's there's that that situation becomes twofold. You're doing right by Devontae Adams, maybe getting him to a situation where you want to go, and you're recouping. I don't know what the the comp- compensation would be, be it a, a player and a pick, a couple picks, uh, who knows? But you're also adding assets that would aid kind of what you want to do, which is uh, in some ways it sounds like they are considering a, a, I guess what you would call a rebuild. And those can happen relatively quickly in the NFL. But when you have 11 draft picks, you have uncertainty at quarterback and you have uncertainty on, on the defensive side of the ball, let's call it what it is. You need as much assets, as, as many assets, as much, many resources as possible. And I, I do think there would definitely be some considerations made. So I would imagine, Vinny, these are questions that, that Raiders brass is having amongst – has been having for several weeks because of the situation that they are in, just how unique of a situation it was given the Derek Carr situation, how that didn't work out and and now uh, having the opportunity to reset for the future. So it makes for what I think has already been a fascinating season as far as the Raiders are concerned, given the release of Derek Carr, um, the the impending contract negotiations with Josh Jacobs and whatnot. And it's only going to get more interesting as we, like you said, you get out to the combine, we get closer to free agency and all these conversations continue to evolve. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports and earn up to $100 on your first deposit. There's a new brand of water out there that looks just like tall boys of beer. On the latest Vegas Nation podcast, my guests thought it was malt liquor, but it's really a 22-ounce can of pure liquid refreshment. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps that's available in still, sparkling, and three flavors. And it's called Liquid Death. Liquid Death's tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Did you know plastic isn't actually recyclable anymore and more plastic than not goes just to the landfill because it's not profitable to recycle. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and profitable for recycling facilities. My favorite is the Liquid Death Severed line because it gives me that pick-me-up I need in the middle of the day when you feel like you're dragging and you won't make it to the final bell. But this is crisp and refreshing and the taste perks me right up and gets me through my day. So go get Liquid Death at your local Smiths, Walmart, Sprouts, and Terrible stores or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. I, I think I think if you're if you're a Raider fan, you know, while while the thought of a of a rebuild might be, you know, daunting or frustrating or whatever the case might be, um, if if I were a fan of this team, I'd almost you know, I, I, I respect if, 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 if Dave Ziegler is saying, look, I'm not going to pay that kind of a price and sabotage the future, um, you know, uh, for roster building purposes to go get an Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing, the easiest thing, not the easiest thing, but the selfish thing, I should say, could be for Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels just to say, hey, look, you know, let's try to let's try to win right now. And Aaron Rodgers, without question, gives them uh, the best chance to win right now. Right and now, yeah. they may be in the playoffs. I think they, they I think they, they they'd have a chance to be a playoff team next year with an Aaron Rodgers. Um, but 
if that's going to come at the expense that they feel of building a championship level team, a team that's going to compete for championships um, and Super Bowls, you know, a couple of years down the line, um, them looking out for that, um, you know, and not selfishly thinking about it to me, wouldn't you, don't you want your leaders to, to be thinking along those lines, not selfishly, but what's the, the most healthiest thing for the franchise? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it feels Vinny like to me, like, you know, in some ways just kind of, let's take like, you know, maybe like the last five years as a snapshot. Uh, this is a team that, you know, kind of kicked the can down the road. Hey, there's good players. It's good enough. Maybe get into the playoffs. Let's do some bolster, you know, some bolstering on the on the periphery. Let's, but but long term, it didn't feel like there was a plan in place. And I understand. Look, there are a lot of extenuating circumstances. Who knows what happens if you know the 2021? And as I'm pointing at specifically, and we don't need to go down that blueprint, right, or down that down that rabbit hole and explore what that blueprint would have looked like. We don't need to do that. Bottom line is they're here right now in 2023. The 22 the, the 2022 offseason is history, right? Did the Raiders bungle that? Maybe to a certain degree, bringing on win now guys, not being able to put it together, and now you're in this situation where we're having the very conversation that you and I are having. But at some point, you have to have a plan in place and, and execute it. And I, again, it, how good is I mean, what's kicking the can down the road? Maybe making the playoffs. And look, look, let's let's say they win. I mean, maybe they make the playoffs and win a game with Aaron Rodgers. Like that's still not the long range goal of this team. And you'd be going through this this. Uh, I mean, whatever you want to call it with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's been three straight off seasons now where it's it's turned into an entire thing. Is he going to play? Is he going to come back? The darkness retreat. Like, do the Raiders from when you're when you're trying to build something long term? Do you want to bring him? into the locker room as well and just kind of deal with a lot of the distractions that comes with him being one of the most, um, you know, high profile players in all of sports. So what a rebuild to me. And and that would signify, look, there's a plan in place, load up with as much talent as possible, get the roster ready to go and then figure out the quarterback situation later. We all understand it's not going to work unless there's a quarterback in place, but we also understand this thing's not going to work either unless the roster is good enough. And, Right now, those there are a couple of holes, and, and if the Raiders elect to rebuild the roster and go with a more long-term approach, uh, many could argue it's something they should have done years ago and, and, and didn't do, And but, but now is a chance for a reset. The picks are in place, the cap space. There's a lot of possibilities uh, as, as far as a rebuild is concerned if they, if they don't sacrifice draft capital and money for a veteran quarterback. Exactly, and, and you, know, you just said the key thing, um, and I hear this all the time, well, they're a quarterback away. You know, a quarterback away. It's what which quarterback though? It's it's not a quarterback. It's you know what I'm saying. Like you yeah. can just put any quarterback into any situation, and that's not going to be the answer. It's the right quarterback. You're the right quarterback away, and and that's for championship level team. Like you know, you look at the Rams a couple of years ago, and they had Jared Goff, and he had gotten them in the Super Bowl. They didn't feel he was the right quarterback to win a Super Bowl, and they went and got who they felt was the the right quarterback, not just a good quarterback, uh, but you know who they felt like could legitimately give them a chance to win a Super Bowl, and that was that was Matthew Stafford. So um, you know the Raiders need a quarterback. Uh, Obviously, but I think they're going to be patient to find the right quarterback and not overpay for just a short term guy uh, or a guy just because they feel like they got to fill that need. Now, they're going to get a quarterback, obviously, one way or another. And uh, I would imagine there's going to be a draft. I would imagine there could be a trade up if they fall in love with a Bryce Young or a CJ Stroud. Uh, they'll bring in a quarterback. Um, 
you know, uh, whether it's also free agency or sticking with Stidham and, you know, drafting a, a development guy down a little bit further. But um, they're not going to, I, I don't believe, uh, use their most valuable assets, including money, if they don't believe that that's going to be the guy yep. moving forward. And I think that's a healthy way to look at it. You can't just, you know, the Raiders to me have, whether it's Alex Leatherwood forcing it at right tackle, Damon Arnett forcing it at, um, at cornerback because they needed a cornerback. Uh, they've gotten it into Cleve Farrell with the fourth pick. They needed a defensive end. Joey Bosa was gone. Well, just get this defensive end from Clemson. It didn't, it didn't work. Um, so you, you have to, you, you have to be smart, you know, about how you do it. Heck, you go back to 2020, that was Jalen Hurts' uh, draft, right? They, yeah. How much better would the Raiders look right now with Jalen Hurts sure. rather than him and Arnett? But they forced it at cornerback um, because they felt like they had a need, whereas, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's decisions like that that happen all the time, and you can't, you can't force things just because you have a spot open on the roster. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and we're at this stage, right? And from a roster structure standpoint, Vinny, yeah, there's a world in which the Raiders go nine and eight last year, 10 and seven. You get into the playoffs and then maybe you're competitive, you know, like, like, like things were in 2021. I believe this was a playoff team coming into the 2022 season and, and they didn't make the playoffs. It is what it is. But now you have to look, move forward. And we have new information now. And what this new information tells us is that. It's not just a quarterback that that needs – you don't just need help a quarterback. You need more of a pass rush. You need more speed at linebacker. You need better play on on the perimeter defensively and in and with your safety. So there's a lot of needs uh, this team has. And then, of course, depth too. The, the Raiders, you have to build out uh, depth as well. I think this is – it's not a secret. This is a game of attrition, and the best teams uh, are often two, three deep at, at, at key spots and can adjust on the fly when you have injuries – to key players. So uh, if, if that's the, the route that the, Ra- the Raiders want to go to me, look, it's, it's perfectly understandable. Even with Aaron Rodgers, right? This is a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and now Sean Payton, uh, one of the best offensive minds of his era, working with Russell Wilson, who despite his struggles in 2022, we've seen what he can do before. So it's going to be a tough division to win or to compete in, no matter who you have behind center. It, it, it to me, you need to maximize building this thing, moving forward, upgrading the totality of the roster, and then, to your point, finding the right quarterback, be it with a draft pick in 2023, be it with a draft pick in 2024. Like, there's awesome quarterback prospects, Caleb Williams, Drake May, in the 2024 draft. Like, there's there's going to be quarterbacks – uh, available, but but kicking the can down the road over and over. This is what I've wanted to see from the from the Raiders for quite a plan, and, and it sounds like if it, by holding off, by not spending money, draft picks, you have a plan about building out a long term roster, uh, and now it's on the Raiders to do that and execute it accordingly to nail the draft picks, to make smart free agent signings, to use those resources according uh, resources accordingly, and upgrade this roster to a point where a quarterback is ready to step in and, and you're ready to compete. Yep, absolutely. All right. So before we get out of here, I want to ask you about um, the, the combine next week. Is there any particular quarterback or quarterbacks uh, that you're anxious to see throw um, and, and, and interview next week? Yeah, I mean, the guy I, I think the guy I'm most intrigued by, Vinny, is, is Anthony Richardson. Right. We, we know about uh, C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young, Will Levis, you know, the top quarterbacks or Levis. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounced his last name. We know about those three, you know, kind of being considered. 
uh, at the top of the class. But when you take a look at Anthony Richardson, I mean, some of the throws he made last year were just unbelievable. Just it was just the mobility uh, the, from from a physical tool standpoint, what, what you're getting from him, the arm talent, uh, and just kind of the room for growth. And, and we've seen now uh, quarterbacks that, look, the, he struggled with the accuracy in college, but you can improve there. You can become a more accurate thrower of the football. We saw that with guys like Cam Newton, with Josh Allen, who come in with accuracy issues, develop as passers. And uh, and he, to me, just from an upside standpoint, I think has as, mu- as much upside as anybody. So with respect to the big three at the top of this draft class, he's who I'm most curious about. And there's been all kinds of buzz, right, about him maybe not falling out of the top half of the draft. Is he a guy that maybe the Raiders would consider at seven or trading back a few picks if they think they can still get him? Um, he, he presents a lot of intrigue to me. How about you? Uh, yeah, um, uh, definitely. My, I mean, my guy, Anthony Richardson, and, the, you know, the, both of those t- – two guys uh will and and anthony are guys that i'm really really curious about uh hearing from and seeing throw i also though cj stroud you know um i I felt like you know i I look at the six four size uh great arm um you know i know that there's been some knock on him in terms of you know uh, not running as much although i I sometimes wonder okay was it because he didn't want to run or didn't have to run he was playing behind a great offensive line at ohio state all kinds of all kinds of talent so i felt like he showed us in the sugar bowl or excuse me yeah i think no it was the um chick-fil-a peach bowl yep the peach bowl the peach bowl uh against against uh georgia that he could run a little bit so i'm curious i'm curious to see uh him as well i want to eyeball Bryce Young, I want to see how big he is or isn't. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. uh, we've we've heard so much about that. Uh, so I think all four of those guys. Uh, you know, then then there's you know Hendon Hooker from Tennessee. I'm not sure exactly how much he's going to be able to do on the field, but I'm sure he'll be there uh, to interview. Um, uh, Tanner McKee yep. from Stanford. Stanford is somebody that's uh, that's intriguing uh, to me. But I guess. First and foremost, I want to see uh, Anthony Richardson um, and, and Will Levis uh, doing doing their thing uh, out there on, on uh, next week. I think they throw on Saturday. Yeah, and, and to your point, you know, Vinny, about C.J. Stroud, uh, that Georgia team that that he did that against. I mean, who else? What other team has made Georgia look like that? I mean, I mean that is against the defense with four and five star recruits at all three levels and tons of NFL players, and he played the game of his life in a on a huge stage and should have won the game. I mean, field goal kicking, right? Like if 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 the if the ball bounces, if it gets kicked a little differently, maybe we're talking about C.J. Stroud as a national champion. So uh, a lot of interesting quarterbacks and the Raiders at, at at seven are in an interesting position because yeah, they're they might be in a position to trade up or maybe trade back uh, for for one of those guys, but there's also you, you can you can maybe find a plug and play starter that whatever position you draft is your guy for the next ten years. So uh, the Raiders are going to have options, and, and and I'm excited to get your full report, Vinny, from when you're out there and when you see these guys throw, what you see, what you observe, and what kind of impression you come away from when you're out in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be uh, I'll be uh, circling back next week um, on first and ten to uh, to uh, talk about what what I'm seeing uh, out there. Uh, maybe we'll do middle of the next week. Um, you know, so we'll get uh, get our eyeballs uh, on some people. I don't think the quarterbacks work out till later in the week, so that'll be for um, the following week. But uh, lots going on. Uh, the NFL calendar keeps churning, uh, ch- chugging along. It never stops. Uh, combine will bleed right into free agency, uh, and then the draft, uh, and then OTAs. So it, it, it never ends, uh, Sam, and, and we like it that way. Yes, we um, do. 
and whatever happens we'll be here every week uh talking about it uh, including next week from the combine uh want to say thanks to sam gordon our great co-host larry muir um our great producer thank you for everything that you do uh and thank you guys the listeners for subscribing for following for supporting uh, we truly appreciate it you're why uh, we do this and we'll catch up to you guys next week Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. So sign up today for STN Sports.